Elon Musk says it's time to free the Twitter bird. And then there's the wheel of misfortune and beast of burden. These are just some of the top stories we'll talk about with AF Tony Bronco, the nationally syndicated political cartoonist, joins me, and you're in for a treat there. And then what does the Wuhan lab in China and the Galveston National Laboratory of the University of Texas have in common? That story, along with crimes in Russia and the JCPOA Iran nuclear deal, with Dr. Li Yang and national security expert Claire Lopez. And then how will they highlight Biden achievements for the midterms? That's the question. We'll nosedive into the midterms with J.D. Rucker. All that's coming up next, friends, on Viewpoint this Sunday. the bias, the lies and deceit, and bring forth real talk from real people about real news, providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to the weekend news magazine, Viewpoint This Sunday. This is Malcolm Outlaw. Well, I think right about now, everybody is overwhelmed at uh, the policies and uh, the political agenda, surely that is hitting about everybody right now. About uh, everybody's paying attention uh, to uh, the economy and uh, a lot of the other interesting stories that are taking place. I'm gonna start the program off a little bit differently today by fellow Americans and to our friends around the globe. Welcome into Viewpoint. And, uh, you know, I, I termed uh, the, the whole social, cultural, political fabric, a, a term I started calling it a couple of years back, polytainment, polytainment. And a lot of that came through the Trump era where a lot of young people were being attracted into politics uh, because it became very entertaining. And uh, so people pay attention maybe a little bit more. And that's a good thing. Uh, let's get into some of the hot topics here this week, and uh, we'll do it with A.F. Branco, uh, Mr. Tony, and he's a nationally syndicated political cartoonist. His his cartoons are seen all over the world. Uh, you know, interesting place to start, Tony. Did you ever think that because you you were making a bigger impact than you think you are? Did you ever think that these little illustrations would hit on like they have? No, I could never imagine that this would uh, it would go this far. Thank you for having me on, Malcolm. It's a yeah, pleasure. It's been a, it's been a great ride. Yeah, it, it really has. And, and I, I, I hope and I get the feeling maybe you're just getting started, brother. Uh, could be, right? I uh, sure so. hope so. Got a lot to say. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Well, let's get into some of those opinions right now and in the polytainment world. And I want to start with a big story of Elon Musk on Twitter here. And this is an illustration you have, free the bird, free the bird. This is all about censorship. And you know, you could talk a lot about censorship when you're talking, whether you're talking about Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Google, I mean, the, the list is far and wide. But surely Twitter is in the intersection when they threw the uh, former president off. And quite frankly, they've thrown about everybody off the platform that they don't like for whatever reason, doesn't take very much. Uh, so your illustration has free the bird and the, the caption, many are hoping that Elon Musk owning a majority of Twitter shares will bring back free speech to its platform. Tell me about that piece 
And uh, what do you think about this movement of Elon Musk? I think it's great, and I hope it comes through. Uh, Elon Musk, I don't know if he's liberal, libertarian, conservative. I think he's just um, he's just an American. I think he looks at the, the world stage and realizes that if we don't have an open forum and free speech, we don't have a republic, we don't have a government, we don't have democracy. And I think he's seeing the danger because one complete side of the opinion that we need to form an opinion, America needs to form an opinion, is totally blacked out right now, pretty much. I mean, we're finding creative ways to go around it, but anytime, any, anytime another opinion raises its head, they're smacking it down or censoring it or kicking them off Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. And Elon Musk, he may just, if he can, if he can pull this off, just settle it, make it even, and maybe bring the other uh, social media big conglomerates, pull them more towards freedom of speech. Well, I think well, it's really amazing. That'll be, another, that'll be another illustration you do where he's pulling the others along, kicking and screaming. You know that, Tony, right? Yes, yes. Well, everybody's going to start uh, moving away from these other censorship platforms right. and moving. I just find it ironic that uh, Twitter has framed itself as a free speech platform, mm -hmm. yet they don't want free speech. Yeah, no, they're all agenda driven. Uh, and that's very clear. Everybody knows it. Uh, that's that that cat is well out of the bag. Everybody understands what's taking place here. You know, first of all, you mentioned the politics. Let me say to you this, Tony, Elon Musk, you're exactly right. He doesn't wear his politics on his sleeve, which is a beautiful thing, actually. And this is worth saying. So when you say he's a liberal, is he conservative, is he a libertarian or what is he? You know, I think Elon is he's an interesting cat for the days and a, and a character that could do exactly what you say, uh, bring free speech back to the public square in the way that is a beautiful American tradition. I always talk, Tony, about uh, the American diversity. One of the beautiful things I love about our country is we're a diverse nation of diverse people with diverse voices and diverse opinions. And Elon sort of represents that. So I think he sort of wants to have all those voices at the table, just like I do. And I think he doesn't get into a lot of those political party, uh, you know, bang downs and, you know, blowouts that so many it's become so politicized our environment, which is really what's rubbed off in the public square with this Twitter and Facebook, YouTube, Google, all of them. And, and they're really uh, messing with uh, policies and messing with uh, uh, the way people think in such a way. So. Elon could do some interesting things uh, if this goes through and he really has put his money where his mouth is, hasn't he? He sure has. And I think that uh, you're so right. Uh, we've started out, we started out with these platforms being free speech. They gave everybody a microphone and they said, come on to the, come out here to this, this big world stage and say what you want to say. And, and as soon as they got everybody corralled onto this platform, onto these platforms, they go walk around and pull all of the conservatives' mics away so that they can't speak. God, you said that so well, and you're so right. It's a bit of trickery, actually, the way they opened up the platforms, invited everybody in like an open house. Yeah, come on in. It's all free today. And then they, people became the product, and then they cut half of the conversation off. God, something more is up with that. I always say, what do these people want? 
I mean, it's so un-American, uh, Tony. It's so it, it goes against every uh, American uh, tradition, actually, what's taking place here. Now, this next one you have, uh, the Wheel of Misfortune, uh, is, uh, is very interesting. And on the wheel itself, you have Putin, Trump, climate change, white supremacy, guns, oil execs, GOP, and the buck stops here. And basically, you're pointing on the fact that none of this is ever the administration's fault. They just spin the wheel and blame it on somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that has been the, the gist of the Biden administration since he's been in. He went in and he wiped out all of uh, Trump's uh, uh, executive orders, uh, uh, the executive orders that were helping keep people at bay at the border, uh, COVID, uh, you name it. He had a ton of, uh, of uh, executive orders that were, were focused on America and then Biden just comes in and wipes all of those out. Now, as the the chickens are coming home to roost, he's starting to find ways. They're trying to find ways of blaming it on something other than their policies. And I don't think people are buying it. It doesn't seem like when they go to the gas pump and they're paying four, five, six bucks a, a gallon for gas. I don't think there's any way they can't attach that to to uh, uh, Biden. Yeah, that's the question. And people are wondering that coming into the midterms. You're almost wondering uh, how they're going to change this narrative, uh, the administration and really the Democrat Party, because they're not set up for success come November. We'll talk about that in a moment here. I, I just got to comment uh, real quickly on this other one, just warming up. Now, this is interesting uh, because you talk about Biden policies, which we're just discussing. And it says, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And uh, and your message is Biden is trying to fix a disaster he created with his policies and more of his policies. And this is kind of like putting gas on a bonfire here and letting it take off here. But, you know, that I'm from the government, I'm here to help. That Wasn't that the classic statement that Ronald Reagan said, if I remember, that was always his. Is that correct? That was the phrase he put out there. Like, when you see this or hear this, run like hell the other way, just to say. Absolutely. The most terrifying words. Uh, that you can hear is I'm from the government and I'm here to help because nine times out of 10, they're going to make it a lot worse, if not, not better odds than that. When you say the uh, the buyer's remorse, the, this other one spreads on thick. You know, everybody remembers the uh, commercial, the big ad. I can't believe it's not butter. And you have, <laughs> I can't believe it's not better. So what do you think? Do you, a lot of the people who voted for Biden and uh, whatever that number was, and you just said it perfectly a moment ago, we don't really ever, will probably ever know what the real number is because there was a lot of shenanigans played with COVID. And, and that's right. You're right. You said it as a gentleman. That's the best way to say it. Uh, there were a lot of, uh, uh, lot, well, there's a lot of trickery going on with that election, to, to say the least. Um, so what do you think with this bias remorse? How many, what percentage of Americans do you think, Tony, that voted for him now that they're suffering the punch to the gut with all these Biden policies we just talked about a moment ago here? How many of those people do you think will come to their senses or do they stay in their ideological train and vote to decimate the country come November or do they wake up? Well, that depends on how they allow themselves to be fooled by the Democrats again. Uh, there was a, a poll that went out uh, right after they found out about the, the Hunter Biden laptop. And a lot of people who had voted for Biden had said that if they uh, knew about the Hunter Biden laptop and what, what, it, what its contents were, they wouldn't have uh, voted for for Biden. And they said that was about 8%, which would have probably polled 
uh, Trump over the finish line. Um, but people don't like to admit they're wrong. Um, they, uh, you can just kind of tell by the, the, the but I don't see very many bumper stickers anymore. Uh, Biden Harris bumper sticker. So that's, that's a good sign. So, um, and I'm not hearing a lot of people bragging about voting for Biden. You know, you're right. You don't see a lot of those bump stickers and that sort of thing anymore. In fact, I've seen a couple of folks uh, that were talking to this past week or two that were hard. These are hard die, uh, die hard, rather Democrat uh, voters, if you will, Tony. And I was talking to them and, you know, well, back to what you just said, do they regret? Is there remorse there? Uh, you know, whatever. And you know what they say? The, the, at least these couple of folks said back to me is that, well, well, come on. Biden's just cleaning up Trump's mess. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's the silence. That's the, that's the awkward silence I wanted to hear from you right there. Bro. Well, I, I see a great cartoon in there. Yeah. As you should, as you should, but that's what they're saying I right could, there. I could literally see, I could literally see uh, Biden dumping over a big garbage can full of junk onto the the world stage and say, "I'm just cleaning up uh, Trump's mess." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that and that other one earlier on with 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 Musk dragging the other social media behind him, I think, is another good catch uh, from this Absolutely. conversation we've had. Because if he can bring, well, YouTube, Google. Facebook, any of them, a little closer to the center of the public square and be genuine about it, that would be, well, he, my golly, we might want to give him a Nobel Prize, huh? <laughs> well, if yeah. we if we have an open platform where we're able to air our opinions, amen. because conservative opinions win. That's yeah. why they're trying to silence us. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. And, if, and, we, if they weren't effective and they weren't good ideas uh, and the antithesis of their horrible ideas, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be trying to silence us. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, let, let me also say to you, Tony, that platform or that center of that public square you just talked about is actually, uh, and let me proudly say, America Out Loud. It's a great moment for me to get my my message in there. Uh, America Out Loud is exactly what you just described, and it's absolutely. liberty and justice for all, and it's bringing all sides of the conversation, not extremist politics. It's probably like you. I'm guessing like you, I know for sure me, I don't like the extreme view on either side, Tony. I don't like people jamming that down my throat, whether it's far left, far right, or any of the lunatics. You agree with that? I agree totally with that. I, I, there, there are extremists on both sides. Mm -hmm. And I've always tried to tamper down, or at least people that claim to be conservative, but are willing to do things that you know, you just, you shouldn't do if you're conservative. And uh, um, I think people need to just hold back a little bit and think through every step that they make. Absolutely. Yeah. Tony, uh, you are, and I, I, you don't need to respond to this because it's not meant for that, but you are a national treasure, by the way, my friend. You are in. You are a national treasure. If that, anybody hasn't said that before, I'm claiming that right now. A.F. Tony Bronco is a, a national treasure. He's also a nationally syndicated political cartoonist, by chance. And the website, again, is comically incorrect.com. Uh, Tony, thank you for joining me and starting us off on a different note here on Viewpoint and stay close by. I want to reconnect. You're, you're terrific. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Malcolm.
We should do that every Sunday, don't you think? Start off with Tony here to get us going here. But uh, wow, what a program that is. Before I tell you about coming up next here, uh, I want to bring to your attention and just let you know one of our terrific partnerships here on America Out Loud is Cofix RX. Whether it's SARS-CoV-2, whether it's a superbug, flus, influenza, viruses, colds, you name it. Instead of being down for two, three, four weeks, this thing will catch it and kill that virus and get it out of there before it gets into your respiratory tract, which is really what happened with SARS-CoV-2 and COVID. We're getting to a lot of people's lungs and they uh, it, it damaged them, seriously, and many people uh, died because of that. Uh, so Cofix RX. Uh, .com forward slash out loud. All of our listeners get 20% off the order. You can also click the banner ad back at America Out Loud as well. Take a look. This is something you want to have handy and have available for you for all of your family members there. Up next on Viewpoint, we have Dr. Lee Meng Yang joining us and Claire Lopez from Lopez Liberty will be here as well. Uh, Stay right there, friends. More Viewpoint in just a moment. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on the precautions, but deep down, you still want to avoid getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a povidone iodine antiviral nasal spray. Made in the USA, Cofix RX reduces viral loads and minimizes the risk of you getting sick. Find a retailer near you or click our banner ad on americaoutloud.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Welcome back to Viewpoint this Sunday. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly. Thank you, as always, my fellow Americans and to our friends around the globe for joining me here and being on the mission. And the mission it is, uh, as I always say, liberty and justice for all. It's all back at AmericaOutloud.com. We are surely on the front lines of liberty and justice for, for all people. Um, please get to the site and share the out loud truth and let people know that, uh, you know what, freedom, liberty and justice are alive and well right here at AmericaOutloud.com. There's so much content, articles, columnists from global experts, uh, shows, podcasts, talk radio, you name it, plenty there to inform and inspire there. So. Let's take a trip around the world next year and uh, take a look at some of these big stories. Uh, Dr. Lee Min Young is an independent virologist. Uh, she was the whistleblower against the CCP. Uh, let everybody know the truth about COVID. Uh, she's one of our experts in America Out Loud and always delighted to have my dear friend, Dr. Lee Min Young here. 
Equally delighted for Claire Lopez. Uh, she's a national security expert. Uh, she's the founder, president of Lopez Liberty, and just a great uh, experience and, and history of knowledge. And so let's jump into it. I want to start with this first story. I want listeners to be well aware of this uh, kind of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. It's a collaboration for sure. But what kind of collaboration is it is my question. And uh, some of it's an eye-opener. This is the Wuhan lab uh, and uh, the uh, lab in the Galveston National Laboratory at the University of Texas. Uh, so this is a uh, story about that they're allowed to destroy secret files under a very uh, unusual partnership, if you will, uh, between the two, which it's a memorandum of understanding is, is what it's called, basically, okay? And either party, they're entitled to ask the other to destroy and or return secret files, materials and equipment without any backups whatsoever. This is what the Memorandum of Understanding says. We're not making this stuff up. Uh, and this is uh, there's a lot more to this. But is is Ruben Gutman says the clause is, quite frankly, explosive. This is a partner at Gutman, Bushner and Brooks. Uh, and he said, anytime I see a public entity, I would be very concerned about destroying records. You can't just willy nilly say, well, you know, the Chinese can tell us when to destroy a document. It doesn't work that way, he says. There has to be a whole protocol. OK, Dr. Lee Ming Young, this does seem like a very strange relationship between the Texas lab and Wuhan lab. Uh, why should Americans be concerned with this? Thank you for having me again. Uh, yeah, I, I see this uh, report from uh, U.S. Right Now. They revealed that uh, the University of Texas has done the uh, deal with uh, Wuhan uh, Institute of Virology. And in the contract, there is a term that disturbed people. It said that you can, uh, I mean, each part can allow the other part, uh, can ask the other part to destroy their secret materials all the other relevant documents about uh, what happened in the uh, collaboration. So uh, as I understood that American government wanted this kind of academic collaboration in a transparent way. However, this is a collaboration between China and also America. So back to communist China, in the academic field, in the biotech medical field, such uh, request actually is very common. And I can tell you that by default, in China, they believe that no record is the best record, which is really <laughs> like what happened among the mafia. Clear pick up on that now. And, and let's have you seen or heard of any other arrangement like this? where there's some sort of an MOU like this, where they can just willy-nilly, as he says there, to use his words, uh, destroy documents. And should we be a little suspicious about this? Well, thank you again, Malcolm. Glad to be with you once more and with uh, Dr. Li Meng Yan. Um, as she said, uh, these kinds of clauses in such bilateral agreements uh, are not all that unusual. Uh, we now know uh, from some excellent reporting, for example, at the Epoch Times, um, that other data has been deleted. And such data refers to, for example, uh, the genomic sequence, uh, the genetic uh, code, 
uh, of this uh, coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, um, by the NIH, that is National Institutes of Health. Uh, and we'll recall very quickly here that uh, the now retired, uh, just retired December 2021, um, director of NIH, Francis Collins, in 2015, reached an overall umbrella kind of an agreement, arrangement, collaboration with the Chinese Academy of Military Science. That is the organization subordinate to the People's Liberation Army in collaboration with the Chinese Communist Party that oversees all of China's biological weapons program. Now, Claire, we see what's happening in Russia and Ukraine with all the labs there. Looking at this now, yeah, I think to myself, what lessons have we learned when we see what's happened in Wuhan and we see what's transpired from that lab and SARS-CoV-2 being unleashed onto the world and all these other nefarious activities that are happening? Should we be demanding more um, honesty and transparency, with, in, in your opinion, with these kinds of transactions? Yes, we should. Uh, but referring to Ukraine, after the Soviet Union broke up in 1991, U.S. Um, national security officials became concerned um, about um, the, uh, the spread of nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons in the former Soviet republics and also Warsaw Pact countries. Ukraine, of course, was a um, a part of the Soviet Union, broke away, independent now after 1991. And so what the uh, Department of Defense did was institute um, a, a branch of the Defense Threat Reduction Agency for Biological Defense Threat Reduction Agency. And that had to do with providing funding and supervision for bio labs in Ukraine. We also did the same thing for biolabs elsewhere, including in Russia. And that was for the purpose of turning their work to something positive for humanity, meaning biodefense, biosafety, bioresearch, not bioweapons bio research anymore. That came with, with uh, funding and it came with supervision. And so the labs that, that have gained so much publicity uh, in Ukraine, were part of that program mm -hmm. to turn them uh, to, to, to productive use and also very important to ensure that the scientists and the researchers who worked at these places would not be lured away mm -hmm. by loss of job, loss of income, not be lured to such places as Saddam Hussein's Iraq or the mullah's Iran. Yeah. which were very actively hoping to recruit from them. Yeah. That was the purpose of, of, of these uh, programs. Uh, Dr. Lee Ming Young, I want to turn my attention to this next story um, that I think people will have a lot of great interest in. And that is, it's kind of being called, well, I don't know how silent it is, but a silent partnership, if you will, uh, with China's Xi Jinping and of course uh, the Ukraine deal and uh, Russia's uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, the CIA director, William Burns, said that Xi Jinping is the silent partners, was his words, he called them, uh, in regards to this aggression in Ukraine. 
Uh, and he says, China poses the greatest challenge and most profound test the agency has ever faced. This is the CIA director saying this. It's more complicated and contested world featuring the rise of an increasingly adversarial China and a pugnacious and revisionist Russia. Um, speak about that silent partnership, if you will. What do you what do we really know about it when it comes to Putin and Xi Jinping, please? So the thing is, based on our intelligence, even uh, several months, uh, several weeks be- before the Ukraine uh, war, we already know and we have told people about this information that Xi Jinping has prepared with uh, the, uh, prepared for the next coming wars, and also he has signed the secret deals with Putin uh, in the uh, opening ceremony of Winter Olympic, and also Xi Jinping is the uh, financial support, uh, also as a material support, including weapon and bioweapon support for Putin's uh, regime for the wars uh, we have seen already. And they keep silent because Xi Jinping and the CCP thought that they can keep in silent and then America and other countries won't find any evidence because CCP also will spread the misinformation to disturb your research and then people won't see the strong background behind Putin from China, then they will uh, ignore uh, the majority of the strategies China and Putin has uh, planned. So which actually including not only towards uh, Ukraine, but also include from east side to uh, the Taiwan and the Japan Sea, and also west side, they will push to about uh, Balkan um, Peninsula and also Baltic countries uh, uh, as well as Finland, Norway, all these parts because mm-hmm. their idea is to separate NATO and occupy the Euro-Asian continent and establish the old glory uh, for the uh, old Russia and also Xi Jinping won his China dream. Finally, they won to uh, destroy the current order based on U.S. dollar worldwide play and worldwide and also undermine America and uh, finally take over America. Uh, Claire, looking at this relationship now and turning our attention to Russia and well, okay, so as Russia has pulled out of many of those communities, uh, surely around uh, Kiev and and, uh, Mariupol as well, uh, we're seeing the sort of crimes and devastation that looks like this is on a far distant planet that had some sort of a nuclear burst attack to the planet. I mean, you're seeing videos and and pictures of images you can't possibly uh, compute uh, to see the death and the horrific nature. You've got mass graves happening and all of that. These crimes in Russia, what do you make of this? And does, does, it's hard to say whether, I mean, they did a lot of talk about is Putin a war criminal or not. Well, I guess you just look at all this and their entire military could be in question. As uh, the uh, the Ukrainian forces took back the areas around their capital in Kiev, um, these uh, horrific atrocities um, in places uh, surrounding the city were, were uncovered. They're still being uh, uncovered. Mass graves are being found. Um, satellite images show what look to be uh, more mass graves in other places. For example, uh, you mentioned Mariupol, uh, which has pretty much fallen to the Russians uh, in the south of the country. Um, it, there's no question that, that, that war crimes have been committed. 
Uh, these are atrocities that are reminiscent of, of World War II, perhaps the last time we've seen anything on this scale of this, uh, uh, you know, horrific, uh, you know, extent. What is being done um, uh, is that as, as these atrocities are being uncovered and, and as they're ongoing, uh, photos, videos, personal testimony is being collected and it is being sent to the International Court at The Hague in the Netherlands uh, where uh, there will be charges um, against not just uh, Vladimir Putin, the president of, of Russia, but uh, his military commanders and any of those found to be personally responsible for commanding units that, that committed these atrocities. Alternatively, or maybe also, um, the, the, uh, the court could um, issue an arrest warrant. Yeah, but what is all that? But in the real world, like Claire, I, I, yeah, but in the real world, what does all that really mean? I mean, we're not going to send the police well, it over means there what to happened arrest him. to Slobodan Milosevic, for example. Mm -hmm. He was arrested. He was taken to The Hague. He was put on trial <laughs> and he died in custody. Now, now, now stop there a moment. Do you, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Do you, in your wildest dreams, do you think that would ever happen with Vladimir Putin? No, I don't. Um, okay. But there okay. are military commanders okay. uh, who who also may be held accountable in that way. Okay. I think more likely with Vladimir Putin that at some point his own close inner circle uh, will find it uh, not in their benefit to support right. him right. anymore right. when right. it strikes them personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then there will be a change, as there was with Khrushchev, with Brezhnev and almost. Well, what you say there is key to this, actually, uh, when they uh, as they see the more abhorrent, uh, uh, you know, th things that this man is doing. That's the hope is that that inner circle will do something to take this situation and correct what needs to be corrected here. Uh, let's turn our attention now over to. You know, this next story is it's off the charts again, and that is Shanghai. You know where I'm going with this when I say that. They, it, it, the last report I see in the last many hours, they are actually tightening down. You know, I seen a story about four or five days ago saying, well, they were going to loosen up the, the rules there and let people out to eat. They're, they're, you know, people don't have food. They don't have all kinds of things, the amenities of life, and they're being locked in, and threatened into their homes and condos. We've all seen the pictures and the videos of people yelling off the balconies and all that. It's very horrific. Uh, and we're talking millions of people here. This is not some little town or a community here. We're talking here. Uh, it's a it's a major uh, center. The, the last story I see in the many hours is that they are tightening up the COVID restrictions again after weeks of this very, very harsh lockdown. Uh, Dr. Li Mingyang, uh, this uh, this Shanghai lockdown is something I don't think we've ever seen. You know, we, we talk about human rights a lot and we always point the finger at different ones. I mean, this is even beyond anything that any human being could rationalize with. Is there a tipping point to this, Dr. Lee Mignon, just straight out? Is there a tipping point, meaning, you know, have, have they pushed so far that the, the Chinese people and the people in Shanghai will rise and do something about it? Or will that never happen because they're so scared of the CCP that they really don't know what they do? What, what do you say to that? Malcolm, what happened in Shanghai is totally an anti-humanity disaster. And this is like what happened 50 years ago in Cultural Revolution. And this is also like what happened in Wuhan three years ago at the beginning of the COVID outbreak. And it also happened frequently and repeatedly in the past two years in so many cities in China. 
But this time it's Shanghai, and there is some other way people can deliver this information out. And this is a pure politic movement happened in Shanghai, and because of the uh, Xi Jinping cannot control it so strictly as happened in other cities, there are media information come out, and there are so many news. Uh, which shocked uh, Western media and Western people. However, the things you heard is just very little happened in China under Communist Party's ruling and the Xi Jinping's ruling. And let's turn our attention to this final story, uh, Claire, uh, to the uh, the JCPOA, which is the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. This is Iran itself. This is the strangest arrangement you've ever seen in your life because who's heading this up is uh, the Russia, uh, is the negotiations, and they've sort of been stalled now. And uh, the U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price uh, said that uh, through the invasion of Ukraine has made uh, Russia a pariah on the world stage, the U.S. would continue to engage with Moscow on issues fundamental to our national security interests, such as the Iran nuclear deal. Okay, Claire, what do listeners, what do Americans need to know about this JCPOA? We know this is a, a, a danger. This agreement would get them on the path to a nuclear war, uh, to a nuclear weapon. And we know Israel sits there as vulnerable as could possibly be. Um, what do you make of these negotiations? And what are they thinking, I guess? What are they thinking? Well, the Biden administration includes many officials um, who formerly served in the Obama administrations when the original JCPOA or Iran nuclear deal was concluded in July of 2015. So they're very committed to it and they want to reverse the step that President Donald Trump took in May of 2018, taking the US out of the deal because Iran was cheating. Now the Biden administration wants desperately to get back in. Um, And as you say, um, we have been negotiating. There've been seven sessions so far in Vienna. They're at a pause. They're at a sticking point right now. Absolutely true in part because uh, finally it seems uh, the Iranians have demanded something uh, that the US is not willing to give. And that is to take the IRGC Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps off the US foreign terrorist organizations list. So far, the US is holding fast on that, but the absurdity that you pointed out, um, Malcolm, is uh, incredible. And that is the fact that um, because the Iranians told the Americans, uh, you can't sit in the same room with us, you're not allowed at the adult table. Um, The Americans sit out in the hallway someplace of this hotel, wherever this is in Vienna or another room, And we allow, we have designated the Russians to be our go-between at the talks, at the table with the P5 plus one, that's the other permanent five members of the UN Security Council plus one Germany and Iran, but we're not in the room. Uh, As you say, the absurdity is is, um, uh, astonishing, but coming from this administration, perhaps not so much. Um, But yes, we, we allow Russia to be our go-between at these talks, if they continue. You know, this highlights the fact that we're no longer leading the free world. This story right here, clear, and what we're talking about right now, uh, really highlights the fact that America is no longer leading the free world. We are now in the back seat and reliant on others, which is really part of the Biden uh, uh, administration's goal 
uh, in a lot of the things they've done from day one. Uh, you agree with that statement, Claire? Yes, I certainly do. A tremendous thank you here to Claire Lopez and Dr. Lee Mignon. Now, before we get to the next part of the program here, you know, we talk consistently with a lot of these stories. There's a theme, and the theme is these labs and these viruses and these pathogens and things of this nature. And as I point out often, sadly, these are going to be coming. I've been talking about this for years now, uh, more of our vocabulary moving forward. Um, you know, uh, the, the old world is gone and it's a whole new world environment, uh, my friends. Uh, enter in the genesis of Fogger. Uh, well, because the world we live has changed forever, we've partnered with the Genesis Fogger. What's unique about this, this piece of equipment is it just goes right over your shoulder. It's handheld and you spray in the room H-O-C-L. This equipment is the first of its kind where it is now made HOCL, very easy to use this product. HOCL is amazing. It kills SARS-CoV-2, it kills pathogens, superbugs, viruses, diseases, all these kinds of things. It's a dry mist it puts in the air, which is where the pathogens are, and it kills them there in contact. Uh, so it is absolutely the way to go. And this could be used and should be used. Everyone should have this in your home environment. And whenever you have folks in or out or anything and you want to clean the air, this is how you do it. H-O-C-L through the Genesis Fogger. Also terrific small businesses, that sort of thing. Instead of wiping everything down and all that, just spray this in the air and it kills all of that in contact. So genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud. Now get yourself knowledgeable about this product. You want to be educated about the Fogger. Our listeners get 15% off by using the code out loud. That's always the secret here is the code out loud. Uh, you can click the banner ad as well back at America Out Loud. Genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud. Uh, I think this is going to change the way we think uh, moving forward here. Up next, J.D. Rucker will join me. And this is kind of interesting. What we're talking about next is, uh, you know, coming into the midterms, we're talking about the Biden achievements. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton talk about highlighting the achievements of the Biden uh, administration. It's going to be quite a magic trick uh, how they pull that one off, my, my friends. We'll take all that up next as Viewpoint rolls on. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. In today's world, there's no escaping the headlines filled with warnings about emerging viruses and dangerous superbugs. Genesis is the only technology that safely and effectively obliterates harmful pathogens both on the air and on surfaces. Genesis plus HOCL neutralize these threats to your environment in just seconds. Find out more about this amazing technology at genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a 15% discount. With Genesis, you'll be prepared for what's next. Welcome back to Viewpoint. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly. I'm joined with a dear friend and colleague, J.D. Rucker is here. And he is the host of the J.D. Rucker Political Report on America Out Loud Talk Radio. He's a journalist. He's an activist. At fighting for, uh, I'd say, American patriotic values, Christian conservative values for sure. Uh, and uh, the NOQ report, or NOQ report, you'll find them in the Liberty Daily, of course, as well. Uh, you get your hands in more projects and exercises, J.D., than anybody I know, west or east of the Mississippi. <laughs> well, there's some people that are actually in the Mississippi that uh, apparently do more. But but yeah, it's we do a lot here. All right. 
We're in the midterm elections. Let's talk a little politics here. Uh, 2022. You, you did it, first of all, an interesting show this week, which I'll talk about in a moment, uh, which you phrased and you, it's a great piece you have attached to it. Biden has done more damage in 13 months than Obama did in eight years. But before we go there, let's step it into the picture. You know, you always see the position, how a political party will begin to position themselves uh, for uh, a, a midterm elections like this, where so much is on the lines with the, the power of Congress, the House and the Senate. Sincerely, how do they position? What do you think the Democrats are going to do? The DNC now I'm talking about. How do they position right now? Because we're going to see probably about every trick we could possibly see in the next six months. Well, their whole goal right now is to distance themselves from the bad policies. They're using, I would say, what you would call a, a deletion strategy. You know, we saw it during the State of the Union address earlier this year when Joe Biden was talking about he wants to fund the police and he repeated it over and over again, fund the police. And you've got, of course, the leftists are, are really just up in arms over this, but that's what they have to do. They have to walk back pretty much all of their bad policies as it pertains to crime, because we've seen the results of their their policies when it comes to crime, uh, definitely when it com comes to cultural Marxism, critical race theory, uh, transgender supremacy, all of those things. And this is where we get to see down in Florida, you know, sort of the, I guess you could say the results, because you notice, who was it that they used to try to, to attack DeSantis? Was it politicians? Was it people that were going to be running for office? No, they tried to use Disney. They're starting to now use their corporate proxies to fight the unpopular battles while they push for, I guess, more popular concepts that have always been tried and true within the Democrat Party, like working for the common man, they claim, working for labor, working for, for minorities, working for the oppressed. That's going to be their messaging going forward. And they're, they're going to try to switch the blame on everything from what, what they've been doing to saying that it's actually the Republicans who are doing that. We saw Nancy Pelosi making the claims that it was the Republicans who were defunding the police. That's ludicrous. But lest we forget, they are Democrats count on the ignorance of the people. They count on corporate media and big tech to echo their talking points. And so we shouldn't take for granted just because their policies are so bad. We can't take for granted that the majority of American people are going to recognize this. We have to keep fighting to get the word out. The first thing that comes to my mind is, do they did they ever really think that they would be able to pull this off? I'm thinking because the policies are so bad. And you mentioned a few of them a moment ago. You didn't even touch really yet on energy. I mean, they've totally destroyed the economy uh, with and our energy independence. Uh, that'll take now years and I don't know how long to ever get back if we get back there. Uh, it's it's been a ripple effect around the world, in fact, but we surely are paying the price here. You you look at all that, J.D., and you think about motives. And but I think you nailed it when you said, well, they, they probably the ignorance. So you, you think they really thought that people would have these real world policies that would impact the kitchen table, that somehow they would still be ignorant to like op finally open up the blinds and see what the hell is going on outside the window. Uh, I think even people, moderates, Democrats, left of center, maybe even a little bit left and left of center are now feeling the pain. So these policies are not impactful. Uh, so it looks like they overestimated this thing, in which case, uh, again, taking nothing for granted, but this midterm should be a reckoning, should it not? It definitely should be. But I want to be clear, when I say the ignorance of the American people, listen, if you're listening to this show right now, you're not included. You are active. You are participating. You are you are in, in the minority. OK, Amen. there are definitely many American people 
especially our listeners who are who are fully aware. But keep in mind, they started pushing out, and, and I'm I remember I've noticed a lot of various uh, conservative news sites were 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 pouncing on the idea when Jen Psaki first came out and started echoing the words Putin's price hikes, Putin's gas prices, Putin's this. And we, okay, us in our bubble, we, the people that are aware, Mm -hmm. our listeners and you and me and the the political, Mm -hmm. you know, activists, so to speak on the, we're all like, oh my gosh, this is so ludicrous. They took a poll a week later and over 60% of the people had fallen for the idea that it was Putin's price hikes across the board. 60% mm-hmm. of Americans yeah. f- had completely forgotten that gas prices were going up long before a single Russian troop entered Ukraine. You you say there's going to be a reckoning? There definitely needs to be. But we mm-hmm. can't guarantee it at this point. Well, that's the, and I appreciate you circling back. I mean, you're always a gentleman and you want to make sure that people realize we're not calling our educated listeners who listen ignorant. That's not it at all. And, and I'm positive they know that, but thanks for clarifying that. But back to that ignorance, Listen, I'll case in point here. When we speak ignorance, the people you just mentioned that really believe that 60% again that you're talking about, there's a good part of the population that is completely ignorant to the truth is an example. And I mentioned this to listeners earlier in the program, you know, just this past week, week and a half or so, there were a couple of people who we were confronted with who were uh, stronghold diehard Democrat supporters. And when literally said and talked about the policies, J.D., what about the policies? Are you are you being, you know, what, what kind of a job do you think Biden's doing and what kind of impact do these real world policies have on you? Their answer back was this. Now, brace yourself that you don't fall on the floor. But these couple of people, this was their answer back. Uh, and I heard this several times. Well, but come on, Biden is only cleaning up Trump's policies, his, his screw ups. That's all he's doing. It is so you want to take that? (laughs) No, I will. And I mean, and that's listen, this is it's it's presidential politics. This has always been the case. Okay, Bush blamed Clinton, then Obama blamed Bush and then Trump blamed Obama. And now Biden's blaming Trump. But here's the thing. There's only a, a very short shelf life for that. You know, no matter how much they continue to try to push it, eventually every president has to take responsibility for their own actions and their own policies. And right now what we're seeing is a, a rapidly increasing shift, um, especially when it comes to energy policy, because we're talking about diametric opposites. We're talking about Donald Trump, who made us uh, energy independent, and Joe Biden is out there literally begging other countries to send oil after, or to send gas and oil after he shut down Keystone Pipeline on day one. So he's, I think the shelf life for that is going to be shorter, but again, we cannot rely on the American people to be able to get this information on their own. We have to be the ones shouting it between now and November, because if we don't, like I said, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but there's a lot of people that are out there just basically it's in the bag. GOP is going to have majorities. We're going to take over state legislatures and Capitol Hill and governorships, and it's going to be amazing. And And Joe Biden's really going to get it shoved to him. Interesting. There was another post, J.T., on the platform uh, from Professor Larry Bell, how do you highlight Biden achievements for the midterms? There's an image posted with that post, and, and here's what I wanted to talk to you about. And it says here, and, and this is really was on MSNBC, so this is what they're talking about. And this is that bait and switch or projectionism, which they are, are so famous for. It says achievements under President Biden. Now, here's what they're going to talk about. 200 million plus vaccinations, like that's a big success. 5 million plus jobs created. Infrastructure bill passed. 
wages up over 3%. Of course, they don't tell you you're now spending 25% in inflation. Uh, Dow up over 5,000 points. So this is supposedly the achievements that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are saying you need to boast about. So how does that work for that percentage of people, that 30 to 40% that they would follow them over the bridge, down the rabbit hole, no matter what they did? There's kind of no way to wake those people up, is there? No, there's not. And that's, you know, when they're talking about these talking points, I'm glad that you brought up that article. Great article by Larry Bell, by the way, at AmericaOutloud.com. But the, uh, the, the talking points that they're pushing, it really is a, a I guess you could say, um, an alarm bell, an alarm warning, not to the politicians, not to the DNC, but to the Democrats who are those tried and true people. They're trying to give them some ammunition, any ammunition they can find. You know, when you run out of the, the big gun rounds, you start going into the little guns, and that's what they're having to do. And that's why they have two of the most powerful people in the Democrat Party, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, out there saying, hey, guys, we need to highlight the accomplishments, highlight the accomplishments. We know that there are none. But this is about this isn't about trying to convince people. It's simply about trying to suspend disbelief. Okay, when people go to vote, they're going to vote based upon what's happening in the economy. We know that that's been the the case for for decades, for maybe centuries. People vote about based on their bank accounts, right? So you can though you can suspend disbelief in the blame for who's you know why is my bank account less? Why am I paying more? Why am I not making as much? It's not so much oh you know you you're they're not trying to convince people that no no things are good. They're trying to say look. We want you to believe that it's not our fault, basically. And that's those are the talking points that they want to push out there. We've done this. We've accomplished this. We've accomplished this. We've done everything we can. Things would be even worse for you if the Republicans were in charge or if, or if Donald Trump had won. That's the only thing. And I'm not saying this is a good strategy. I'm saying this is the only strategy they have left. I mean, think about it. it when you're thinking of Biden, you've got Afghanistan. Uh, COVID has been terrible. I'm not talking about COVID, the disease. I'm talking about his response to COVID. You've got a woke military. You Now you have a green military planning on spending billions on that. Skyrocketing crime, his debacle with Russia and Ukraine, um, lack of international respect, the Keystone Pipeline, which I mentioned before. You mentioned the infrastructure bill. Well, the infrastructure bill was passed in November. Where are the results from that? Our infrastructure is still, still crumbling. You've got the supply chain that's helping to raise these prices. Malcolm, it's a debacle. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's an absolute debacle. So the only thing they can do is grasp at straws. And that's what Obama and Clinton are asking their loyal people to do. Right. And that infrastructure bill, by the way, that was only a small, infinite piece of that bill. The rest of that was woke social cultural policies. You know that. Right. That whole right. thing was a joke, as most of these bills are a joke. They're a sad joke on the American people. It's really uh, looting and stealing from the Treasury is what this is all about. Let's talk a moment here. Silver lining. I'm, OK, so I'm thinking in my mind, silver lining. So things are as bad as they could be. And there's nobody feeling really good about the country, no matter what your political stripe is. I, even those people that are in denial, uh, you know, they kind of know in their soul, but their ideologues that have been brainwashed from their great great grandfather, who's a Democrat or a Marxist or whatever the hell it is, you know, and that's just the way it is. With all of that and that silver lining, I kind of think it could be, and this doesn't sound nice, so I'll 
put that caveat in front before I say it, but it could be a blessing right now. That silver lining could be a golden lining, in fact, that things have gotten so screwed up, so bad, so wrong, so devastating, so catastrophic that it really sucks all the way across the board. Uh, that we pay, that it, my hope right now is that we keep the, it, again, doesn't sound nice, J.D., but I actually want to see the pain stay there. I don't want to, don't let up on the pain. I want to see the pain there. I want to see the gas prices high. I want to see the, I want to see, uh, uh, this is as a patriot now. I want to see that pain there up until November. I don't want them to let up. I want them to keep the pain there so we all feel it and have to pay through the nose up until November. What do you say to that, J.D.? I say that it makes sense. Now, with that said, you know, I am, as you mentioned in the beginning, I'm a Christian. And as a Christian, I cannot hope for people to suffer. Okay. I really can't. But what if it's the flight said, of our country? Hold on. Well, no, and, and now, no, we no, got to no, fight no, fire with fire, caveat. brother. Yeah. That was my caveat is that is that I don't want to see people suffer, but yeah. we do have to look at the bigger picture, which is what I believe you're yeah. saying. Yeah. The bigger picture is yeah. that, you know, we as a nation through Trump years, even technically through the Obama years, you could go all the way back to the Bush years. I'm sorry, the uh, the Reagan years, um, starting with the Reagan years and on until last year, basically. Uh, well, we'll say on until till COVID started hitting. We have been as a nation relatively spoiled with the only real wake up call being 9-11 and 9-11 did did create some terrible changes. Here's the thing. And this is why, even though I don't want people to suffer, I wholeheartedly agree with your assessment. It's because of this. We do know that the only way that people will wake up in many cases, and we're talking not about your audience necessarily, we're talking about the other people, is when we grab them by the, the shoulders, whether it's their economic shoulders, whether it's their health shoulders, whether it's some shoulders, where we can just take them and shake them and say, listen to us. This is bad. It's really, really bad out there. And the only way that we can fix it is to get sound policies back, is to go back through a conservative perspective to what made America truly great again. So to, to your point, mm -hmm. we take that same model of suffering, of exposure, of making people realize just how bad things really are. Mm -hmm. And we ride that to the elections. In that case, I don't think that they could even cheat their way to victory. So I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, we, we, we take no joy in saying what we say, but uh, there's oftentimes a price to pay for these kind of calamities. And right now, the nation is paying both those who voted and those who didn't vote for this Biden cabal regime that is in there right now. It is sadder than sad. Uh, nothing breaks my heart more. And But you know what? Keep the pain right there right now, my fellow Americans, because we have to fix this thing. We got to fix it. J.D., it is always a pleasure having you. Thank you, brother. Malcolm, honor being on as always. Yeah, absolutely. J.D. Rucker, the NOQ Report, the NOQ Report, and Liberty Daily. His show, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Mark it down, uh, the J.D. Rucker Political Report. He always has a different angle, a different spin on things. And like me, like we get outside of the lines a little bit. I never was a good person to color inside the lines as a kid, J.D., in school. You know what I mean? I imagine you weren't either, huh? <laughs> always color outside the lines, right? I didn't even color on the same page. I was writing in my books. Oh, so. man, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, friends, that's a wrap here. Thank you for joining me on the mission. It is all back at AmericaOutloud.com. Help us get on the front lines and invite your moderates, your independents, your left of center in. They are welcome here to the network and the platform and the message of liberty and justice for all. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>